0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson and unfortunately Denard is not able to join us today, but he will be back for our next episode whenever we get ready to break down the Baltimore Ravens. You know guys, I, I, I wish this was a little bit more upbeat of an episode, but that's just not the case. The Titans fall on Thursday night to the Indianapolis Colts, 34-17, to and it really was just a pathetic performance by the Titans in the second half. I'll break that down. We'll discuss a few things about what this means for the Titans moving forward, but before we get started, I want to ask, do you believe? Believe in Titans is brought to you by betonline.ag, and the NFL season is in full swing. And you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well; it never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So as we, as we get ready to. Recap the Titans' performance against the Colts. I'm really frustrated, and I I say that I, as most Titans fans are. You start the season five and zero, oh, all right, and now we're sitting at six and three. So you've dropped three of your last four games, and one of those was to the Chicago team that just wasn't playing great. And you're starting to I'm by no means saying like, hey, it's time to panic, but it's just one of those things to where you look at this team and you start to wonder, can. And will they get their issue straightened out? And as I'm looking at this Titans game against Indianapolis, the Titans were up at halftime. I mean, if you're really looking at how that first half went, you would have to say it was pretty good. I mean, the Titans went into halftime with a 17-13 to 13 lead. They come back out. The second half starts off great. The Titans managed to get a fourth-and-goal stop. They stopped the Colts. They're about to go in. They're super close. I wanted, I mean, they were at the one-yard line. The Titans' defense comes up, and you're like, all right, we got the momentum. We're going to go back down. We are going to get things rolling. And then special teams really starts to take its toll. And as I'm looking at these drives and just kind of seeing how things went, I mean, you had a punt by Trevor Daniel, which I said last week, I thought it was kind of strange that they went with Trevor Daniel after Ryan Allen had a great week against the Bears. But Mike Vrabel and his staff said that Daniel had the better week in practice, so they rolled with him. Obviously, that did not pay dividends whatsoever. But going back to the drive I was talking about, I mean, the Titans, the Colts managed to get all the way down there, and we get a fourth and goal stop at the one. Great tackle. They credited Rashawn Evans with it. And so we get the ball. We managed to get one first down, and then things start to go downhill a little bit. I mean, you manage to get into a third and one, but Ryan Tannehill off of a play action gets sacked. We lose 10 yards. So Trevor Daniel comes out to punt and he shanks it. It's listed as a 17-yard punt. Colts are able to go four plays, 27 yards and a touchdown, and they take the lead. Next possession, get the ball back. Only three plays, one yard. You bring Daniel out to punt again, and it's blocked, man. And they, they score a touchdown off of it. So the block punt wasn't Trevor Daniels' fault, but you just saw special teams cost us this game. So where you were up seventeen to thirteen, it then becomes twenty to seventeen, then twenty seven to seventeen, you get to go you get the ball back and and the Titans are at least able to move it a little bit. I mean, you get twelve plays, fifty two yards, and you send Steven Goskowski out there and he misses a forty four yarder. And I know Denard's not here. I'm sure Denard has a different opinion on this matter than I do, but we've gotten to the point in my mind where you have to cut Steven Goskowski. I don't know what it is with the Titans' field goal woes the last couple of years. I mean, I look at the kickers we had last year. They're all doing really good things right now with their team, Ryan Suckups, really doing a great job for the Bucks. But Steven Goskowski, he is statistically from a, field goal percentage, he's the worst kicker in the NFL. He's only hitting 60% of his kicks on the season. 60%. I I don't know what else his coaching staff needs to see. I know, as Denard would say, he's a veteran. He's going to figure it out, but he just hasn't yet. And I, I think you're seeing what you saw last year with Adam Vinatieri. He just got to the point where age has caught up with him, his time is over, and we're at the point where we need to move on. Unfortunately, though, like your kicker on your practice squad is kind of banged up right now so I don't know if they feel like they could go out and get anybody better and it's just weird because Goskowski hits his 50 yarders but within the 40 yard range is where he's really struggling I I really don't understand it and so that's where I started thinking it's like is it a mechanics thing because or I I don't see that being the case like this it's just a head issue like it's he can't mentally get past the gap he's in because when I look at him I mean he's on the season he's had 12 makes off of 20 attempts whenever you're looking at field goals from within 20 to 29 yards he's one of two not good you'd want to see them I mean like a hundred percent where you should be at in that range then whenever you get 30 to 39 yards three of four Again, it's better, but still, I mean, pretty much as a kicker in the NFL, unless there's, like, an issue with the snap or the hold, anything within 40 yards, you should be 100% at. Uh, but then that's that's when things really go down south. When you're looking at 40 to 49 yards, he is 2 of 7. 2 of 7. That's that's not going to cut it. Like, I, I've i seen college kickers get benched for more, and yet we're still trotting him out there week in and week out. But, uh, again, surprisingly, from 50 yards and longer, he's 6 of 7. So, uh, I mean, what do you do? Do you just take a penalty every time? You just keep getting delay of games until he's out of 40, the 40-yard 40 range, until he's into the 50-yard range for a field goal attempt? I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. This Craig Ackerman with the special teams, like, he needs to get it straightened out. This is sad. It's frustrating to watch. And it's, it could really cost this team moving forward. Uh, the, the Colts, they're good they're not 17 points better than we are. So you really just saw the special teams. And I mean, at that point, once you had that missed field goal, I felt like the team got deflated. You, you didn't really have any energy there. And you just kind of knew at that point, it's like, man, if they go down and score, we're not, we're not coming back. Like we're already down 27 to 17. So if they score again, like you're just done. And they do, they go down four plays, 66 yards. Like it was easy. The defense just got burnt. And, I mean, they they even finished it off. They brought Jacoby Brissett in to run it in for a touchdown. So, at that point, it's 34-17. to We try to go back out there and turn it over on downs. And it was just, man, you get the primetime spot, and that's the performance. You go out there, and I just, like I said, I'm not ready to hit the panic button yet, but this team will have a tough test coming up, and... You look at the games coming forward for the Titans. Like, a lot of these are on the road. Like, we have played so many home games right now. You look at the schedule. You have on the road to the Baltimore Ravens. You're on the road against the Colts. You then at least host the Browns, which that game can have some big implications. I'll get into the playoff situation. Then you're on the road to Jacksonville. And then your last home games against the Lions, which hopefully you can beat them. And then you're on the road to the Packers and the Texans. And those last two games could really mean whether or not this team makes the playoffs. And I know earlier, like after starting five, and oh, you're like, oh, this team's a shoe in for the playoffs. They've not been playing like it as of late. That's super concerning whenever you see a team come out firing on all cylinders. And if anything, we're getting more players back that have been injured. I'm, that, that's what's frustrating to me. And, and again, I know we talk about the defense, how that has been an issue at times. And, and maybe I'm just overreacting because special teams just kind of cost us this one and they get things going back again. But I, I just thought it's something we needed to talk about because if the playoffs were to start today, the Titans are not in it. It sucks to say. But right now of the other AFC teams, you've got a lot of teams that are at that 6-3 and three range. And so the Colts, with their win, they take over the AFC South number one spot. So for the Titans to win the AFC South and get a division title for the first time since 2008, they're going to have to win that game in Indianapolis. And you got to know the culture are feeling good right now. Hopefully with the extended break, you had the weekend off, you can really go out and do some soul searching. And this team needs to do that right now, because even though I've kind of talked more about the defense and the special teams costing the Titans on Thursday night, the offense, like, man, we had some opportunities. A.J. Brown early on dropped a touchdown. He would have walked into the end zone and the Titans would have been up 14 to nothing. And who knows at that point, maybe we roll them. I would like to commend Corey Davis. I, I do want to give a, a big shout out to Corey. I, I was sorry to hear about his brother passing. His brother passed away of cancer the day before the game. And I know he was playing with a heavy heart and he came out there and I thought given the circumstances, he had a really solid game and I I'll send my, thoughts and prayers to his him and his family at this time. But it's it's one of those situations where that that offense, like it didn't really get a whole lot going in the second half. And you're going to need that offense to be scoring thirty points a game if our defense and our special teams continues to play like this. I mean, we kind of talked about it like as like if this turns into a shootout, I expect the Titans to win, but the Titans didn't show up in the second half. They just they they went away. When you do that on prime time, it's really frustrating as a fan. So they really do need to make sure that they come back firing on all cylinders because right now Colts have the the AFC South and Pittsburgh's leading the AFC followed by Kansas City, Buffalo at seven and three. But then, I mean, as I'm recording this, Baltimore's still playing the Patriots right now, but if they win, they'll move to seven and two. And then you have the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Browns, and the Titans at six and three. So you got a four way tie at six and three right there, but based off tiebreaker percentage, the Titans come in ninth there. So like I said, I mean, top seven make the playoffs. There's the chance to where you have the situation with games getting canceled and then you have eight teams make it, but even if you have the eight, Titans aren't there. But fortunately, they got Baltimore, Indy, and Cleveland who are in front of them on the schedule. So they got an opportunity, you beat them, you're gonna slide in front. And for Jacksonville, Houston, maybe you get to the point to where, I mean, you get Houston at the end of the year. Houston doesn't have a a draft spot they're playing for because they've already traded that away. But Jacksonville, I mean, they gave the Packers a run for their money today. The Packers on Lambeau, or the Packers at Lambeau only beat the Jags by four. So we know that these teams can come in there and beat us. But that's just kind of the situation moving forward. You just got to make sure you're coming out and you're playing with a chip on your shoulder because... Like we say, any given Sunday, and right now the Titans are not playing good football. They need to get it turned around. And I hope Mike Vrabel and this staff realize, like, hey, we've done it before. We can do it again. Because as fans, to go to the AFC Championship last season and then start to kind of go downhill like we have been, it's going to make a lot of people mad, and a lot of people are going to be looking for answers. But on on the offensive side of the ball, you didn't have a whole lot going. I mean, whenever I'm, I'm looking at the stats, like, they're not great. We need Ryan Tannehill to kind of step up in these moments. And his stat line, not very impressive at all. I mean, I know the Colts got a good defense, but Tannehill was 15 of 27 for 147 yards and one touchdown. I thought Arthur Smith was creative in the first half, but that kind of started to go away or the Colts adjusted to it. But I mean, old man Rivers was 29 of 39 for 308 yards. And on the ground, I mean, they were averaging 4.6 yards a carry, the Colts were. Titans, at least, I mean, you were able to get Derrick Henry going. He did record over 100 yards. He finished with 19 carries, 103 yards. I just, I need this team to get it together and figure out what's what's stopping them. I mean, when you look at Tannehill's completions, Johnnie Smith had two for 14, Cameron Batson had two for eight, and then the only other receiver with more than two receptions was Corey Davis with five for 67 yards. So the Colts kept us in check. Like, they didn't let A.J. Brown beat them. This was A.J. Brown's worst game since he came back from injury. So if you're the Titans, figure out what it is that's causing some of these issues, get it straightened out. And I'm sure next time we talk to Denard, Denard's going to have a lot more insight into maybe what the Titans problems are, some ways in which they can get those corrected. But I mean, I'm I'm ready for the playoffs and this team should be in the playoffs. And if they're not, there's going to be a lot of Titans fans really, really upset with how this season turned out based off how things started. But this is going to be a shorter episode for today. I appreciate you all tuning in. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Belief Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson, and as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Belief Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Belief Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus.